with the steal. We are tied. 92. Sports fans to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Hello and welcome to the Shoot Your Thought podcast morning edition. It is the morning. Neil, how are you? This is breakfast television now. Welcome to breakfast version of the Shoot Your Thought podcast. I haven't even had breakfast yet. I haven't even had a coffee yet. But I've got energy. We've got stuff to talk about. We're going to talk losers of the week in a moment. We're going to talk about uh, the NBA trade deadline recap. Everything that went on there. Uh, We're going to talk about Deshaun Watson and what the heck is going on with him. And then we're going to leave you off with some fantasy pickups of the week. By popular demand, they want to to get some advice on fantasy. People have spoken and we are just... We are just like the gurus of this, apparently. So let's give the people what they want. Uh, But before that, let's get into our losers of the week. Loser. All right, Neil, how about you start us off here? Uh, Okay, my loser of the week here is after the trade deadline, the Houston Rockets. The Houston Rockets. Big losers. And and specifically, I just want to bring forth the trade that they made, they traded Bring their, it forth, Neil. their biggest asset that they acquired in the James Harden deal not so long ago, mm-hmm. Victor Oladipo. They okay. traded Victor Oladipo away. And, you know, now looking back on what they recouped for James Harden, the Rockets essentially traded James Harden for Rodion's Karuks, Dante Exum, Avery Bradley, Kelly Olinick. Four, which are going to be likely late first round picks, and five pick swaps. That's it. You know, like I always say. But the thing is, that's four first round picks. And even though they're like going to probably going to be late, they're still first round picks, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the odds of those will pan out are very slim. Late first round picks because you're getting them from Brooklyn. Do you think you're going to get? You're probably going to get what the thirtieth pick this year. Yeah, and, true. You know, like it makes sense. Yeah, a dollar does equal four quarters, but you know, that in is this some quick maths right there. Yep. It, in this scenario, they traded a dollar for twenty nickels. You know, they're not really getting much here out of this. Yeah, it's like kind of in like a fantasy league when you trade away a big good player for like two or three smaller decent players. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, they're do you think the rebuild is over then for the Houston Rockets? Like do you think they just they just messed up the rebuild? I think they just fucked it all up because I mean, what are you going to start? You're going to start over with R- Rodion's Corrucks. You're going to start off with Hey, start Kelly a Olenek, new friend. the great Canadian big. Kelly Olynyk is a role player at best. He's not a franchise player. You're basically praying that one of these late first rounders pays out and that's why i just think the houston rockets as a whole are coming out as losers here interesting interesting i think they have they have a decent future they have you know they've got christian wood that they signed or they locked up for a while they have like kevin porter jr and kelly olenek i I think he can he can do well when christian wood is out which christian christian wood is out right now and kelly olenek um at least for the two games he's been there 
has you know blown up so we'll, we'll see how that uh how that works um i think personally uh oladipo was always on his way out yeah this is his last this year under a... contract he probably wasn't going to resign there i just like looking back and seeing what they got for arguably you know the, the front runner for mvp right now with uh well now lebron yeah. injured and and beat injured and you can even just like seeing now how well he's playing with Brooklyn and like going back to like how he started the season in Houston, he did not look good in Houston. And it's just yeah. like if you put a player on a team that they want to play for, like look at how good they can be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, my loser, loser of the week. My loser of the week, Neil, is the <laughs> the team in the NHL that's on an 18. That is one eight game losing streak 18 game losing streak and you love to see it it's the buffalo sabers who this is i think their sixth rebuild in the last four years they haven't won a game in months it's been months they're uh they're sitting with a record of 6 23 and 5 six wins on the year that's it six wins on the year that is it (laughs) We are we are halfway through, I guess. Yeah, we thought you know coming into the season, halfway. we thought they were you know adding Taylor Hall, which was a weird move overall. But yeah. like we thought that might put them over the top and make them a playoff team. Yeah, looking back, at, you know, like before the NHL season was starting, and we were talking about like who our front runners were going to be. Buffalo was in that conversation. It's it's insane, but um, I have a lot of friends that are Buffalo Sabres fans and. <laughs> They, they're always, you know, poke fun at the Leafs. Uh, you know, we had the the NHL draft, which was in Buffalo when we drafted Austin Matthews, and they completely booed the whole time. And it's just, oh, it's just Dude, they were up so by three nice. goals last night. I'm, I'm seeing this now. They were, yeah. They were, it was against Philly. Um, and who were also trash. Who were also trash. Yeah. But it was just like a classic Buffalo Sabres game. They, they just, they fell apart. Which is just something, and you know, you're seeing it in the confidence of the players. You're seeing it in like players that just are clearly coming out and saying how embarrassing it is. And you know, like Taylor Hall coming out and saying that he will listen to offers if they're on the table. Like that's not far off from what happened with James Harden earlier in the season. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. So that we got the NHL trade deadline coming up. We'll see where, uh, well, where uh, Taylor Hall is going to end up here. Hopefully uh, on a better team. Hopefully um, he actually plays like Taylor Hall of old. I think he might have a modified uh, no trade clause uh, or a no move clause that they're calling it. Um, but he definitely like he he wants out. It's only a one year deal that he signed. I think yeah, for eight mil. Yeah, yeah. Just so, kind of like to test it. And I guess he thought much like all of us that the Sabers were going to be better than they are. There's talks about them even trying. Or, with the right deal, potentially looking at offers for Jack Eichel as well, which yeah, I don't think anyone is off the table right now. To me, it makes no sense. I mean, you're if you're gonna start a rebuild and start over, Jack Eichel is is yeah, you build it around Jack Eichel. It, yeah, he's your he's your franchise. You know, yeah. you, you him and Rasmus Dahlin are the yeah. two, and maybe Ristolainen like. Like are, those are the couple players that you're gonna have to build around. You have to you have to hang on to those players at all costs yeah. if you want you know especially if you want this fan base to you know believe in this rebuild. Uh, but anyways, let's talk NBA trade deadline recap. A lot happened. We uh, we started the show off with that that wonderful clip that has been circulating around, uh, which you know 
brings a tear to my eye, but Norm Powell was traded for Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood to the Portland Trailblazers. I think this is a good trade for both sides. What are your thoughts on this one, Neil? Uh, I think, you know, with with the Raptors going into a very uncertain offseason here, they knew, you know, like that Norman Powell would opt out of his deal and try to command a rather large contract. Yes. It's a smart thing to do if you're Norman Powell. And, you know, Masai being Masai is playing chess when everyone else is playing checkers. Boom. Um, so... Masai looks at it and says, "Hey, you know, we're not we're probably not going to re-sign you with with the big money contracts we just gave to OG to Siakam to Fred. We're not going to have that money for you." So that money's coming off the books. They also moved a few smaller contracts as well, you know, mm-hmm. uh, trading away some they've got a lot of guard depth, so they traded away Terrence Davis, they traded away Matt Thomas. Yep. They in our in the entire NBA, arguably the biggest NBA trade bait or trade um, chip that they had was Kyle Lowry. They didn't see a deal fit for them. They didn't think it was worth flipping him to Miami for Duncan Robinson. You know, they really wanted Tyler Hero out of that deal. I saw something that was really interesting on the web as well. I don't know if it's any like if there's any truth to it, but apparently there was a deal in place with the Lakers uh, to send Kyle Lowry there. And the main piece surrounding uh, that deal was THT, Horton Tucker. And that trade apparently, like, so they're saying, was vetoed by LeBron James. Really? Now, the reason that they vetoed that trade was because... That's just LeBron, that's classic LeBron. I know. Like, like, that's Le- such a LeBron story. LeBron basically told the Lakers, he's like, you're not trading THT. LeBron really? has been watching THT since he was a kid coming out of high school. He f- kind of encouraged the Lakers to draft him in the second round last year. He had a hand in him making the team this year. <laughs> he watches him play. Wow. He, he loves this kid. You know what I mean? And now the Lakers have a trade in place to get them a an all-star point guard going into, um, going into the playoffs, going which into the, playoffs, the Lakers need. What they need. And LeBron's like, no, nah, I don't think we're going to trade our boy. You're wow. not going to trade him. Wow, I can. I'm just laughing, picturing that <laughs> they they you know the coaching staff and the the management staff and the Lakers have to pitch this to LeBron <laughs> before they make any decision. Everything any has goal. to go through LeBron. Like that's he, he runs that franchise. Even he is, the refs making calls sometimes have to go through LeBron. Like, exactly. Yeah. Like, is this okay that I call up on you, LeBron? Is this okay? LeBron's the president, the GM, the star player, the yeah. coach. LeBron does it all for that franchise. And now LeBron is injured sitting on my fantasy team, so that's fun. But the outcome is Kyle Lowry was not traded. He's going to finish the season as a Raptor. I mean, that's probably how he wanted it to go out. Mm-hmm. Um, this, I don't know if he's going to resign in the offseason. But I do think. I think the fact that he stayed after this trade deadline just proves that he's going to resign in the offseason. I think, um, I know Masai came out afterwards after the trade deadline and talked about why Lowry wasn't moved. And he basically said he he, won't, he was always going to do right by Kyle Lowry. And, you know, we, we've seen the, in the past with DeMar DeRozan getting traded um, unbeknownst to him. Um, I think uh, the story came out that he was sitting in a parking lot when he found out he got traded. 
Um, and that was just, it was not good for DeMar DeRozan. It was not good for the fan base at the time. Obviously, it worked out because we won a championship that year. But, you know, they they didn't want to make that same mistake again. And I think Masai going into this trade deadline had the mindset of, you know, don't you dare try and lowball me for Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry is the greatest Raptor of all time. And I will argue till I'm blue in the face with anyone who thinks otherwise. But, you know, this is someone... And, you know, this is, this is creating a culture of players that, you know, coming into Toronto, if they want to come and play for the Raptors, we're letting you know that this is the treatment you're going to get. You where do the I mean? Raptors go from here? Where do the Raptors go from here? Well, I hate to say it, Neil... I don't think we're going to win another championship yet this season. Um, it, it's It's been a rough go here in the month of March, specifically for the Raptors. I think we're 2-13 and 13, or maybe 2-12. and 12, Probably going to be 2-13 and 13 with our last game in March coming up tomorrow. Um, it's... Yeah, it's been a rough go for the Raptors. Um, I don't... I do not think by any means that we should go into a rebuild because... We have the pieces to be good right now. I just think it's just the you know the the balls aren't falling. Yeah, you know, the, I, I think you just hit hit the nail there on a hammer. Um, on the hammer with a hammer. Why are you hitting a nail on a hammer? That's just that seems counterproductive. <laughs> you gotta hit it somehow, right? <laughs> yeah, it's true. But the Raptors are nowhere near a complete rebuild, and you know, like if history repeats itself. Masai Ujiri isn't afraid to make some big moves of in the interest of winning. You know, although some of the biggest 2001 2021 free agent names are already off the board, there's still some superstar names out there. Yeah. You know, like some monster restricted names that could be interesting to go after. Guys like uh, Atlanta Hawks forward John Collins. Mm-hmm. Even like some lower tier guys, you know, who who could still have a big impact like Rashawn Holmes on Sacramento. He is a big that I would love to have on the Raptors. He would fit really well with core guys. You know, like he would pair up really well with with a Siakam, right? He can play the the center position. And you already know how much I hate Aaron Baines. If he is still a Raptor next year, <laughs> I will personally have to it to uh, but talk the thing to Masai. Is, how do you convince another team that he's going to be an asset at this point? Just dump him. Just buy him out at this point. I also think, you know, Masai has been known to make trades, you know, you know, whether he chooses to go after a restricted free agent or not remains to be seen, but we've seen him make blockbuster deals in the past, right? Like we started off the show with Norm Powell. Do you know how, do you remember how Norm Powell became a Raptor? We got him in a pick. Through a trade. Yeah. Yeah. They, they traded Grievous Vasquez to Milwaukee for Norm Powell and a first rounder. And that first rounder ended up being OG Ananobi. And that was a trade that Masai made that really worked out for them, you know? So in terms of trades, don't be surprised to see if like, see the Raptors in the mix for a superstar. If one becomes available, one name that comes to mind is Bradley Beal. You know, if if Bradley Beal says enough's enough and he's tired of playing for a team or an organization that, won't build around him or won't, you know, surround him with the talent that he needs. This is Bradley Beal's prime, you know, like I think Masai should have no problem. It, like including the amount of depth that the Raptors have in prospects and, and potential 
star players, I think he shouldn't have any problem paying the price for an organizational game changer like Bradley Beal. Oh my gosh, if Bradley Beal comes to the Raptors, it, it's besides going to have to move a lot of pieces for that to happen, but oh boy. I mean, now that you know we didn't get Giannis, now that we gave away Norm's potential large contract next season, I think the Raptors have a lot of room. I think the Raptors have a lot of room to do what they want this offseason. Yeah, I mean, this summer is is definitely going to be interesting. And, and if the Raptors' deadline deals show anything, it, it shows that their management is ready to, like, reset and get this team back into contention as soon as, as, soon as this offseason even. You know, this organization is too talented to mull in mediocrity. And Masai yeah. will definitely not let that happen. We've seen that in the past. We've seen him try to you know, like get rid of players like Grievous Vasquez and like the Raptors were not supposed to be good many years ago. And what happened? He brought in these players who are these, these different pieces who work really well together. And the Raptors made the playoffs. Yeah. They were supposed to be tanking that year. Yeah. And I don't know if that was Masai's intention or like they were just accidentally good. (laughs) But if you watch that last game, Rodney Hood played well. He did, and so did Gary Trent Jr. So did Gary Trent. So these are two players that no one is really... Well, Gary Trent's only 22. He's 22. There's lots of room for for growth there. I want to talk about that part of the deal specifically. I really like Gary Trent Jr. I I really pay attention to the Portland Trailblazers and the things that he can do. he, He just has to work on his consistency, but the things that he can do in any given game, he can shoot lights out. From three, if he wants, you know, we we've seen it in games where you know Dame was injured, McCollum was injured, and they needed a point guard, they needed a shooting guard, and Gary Trent stepped up. So I, I like what he can do. Also, did you see the stat of comparing him to his dad? Did you see that? No. It was. I thought that was insane. It was. So his dad was also drafted by Portland, played three seasons, two or three seasons. And he was traded 41 games into his third season to the Toronto Raptors. And his son, Gary Trent Jr., was no, drafted by Portland. the exact same amount of games? The exact same amount of games he was traded to the Toronto Raptors in his third season. That's eerie, man. That's insane. Especially in the times that we're in. Like, you know, like, this is a shortened season, so there was no chance that that was going to happen. Like... Wow. When I saw that stat, my jaw literally dropped. His dad played 13 games for the Raptors in... I can't remember what year it was, but um, back in the day... Yeah, it wasn't super long ago, but... um, But yeah, that's... In 1998, I just got it. Okay, maybe so it was super long ago. A long time ago. Um, But uh, but yeah, that's that's insane. Hopefully, Gary Trent Jr. plays more than 13 games for the Raptors. I think this is a, this is a piece that the Raptors need moving forward, especially after unloading Powell. That's a huge hole that they need filled, and Gary Trent Jr. I think could be that player. Gary Trent, at in his age at uh, 22, you know he's still playing better than Powell did when he was 22. So again, that's true. Um, he's 22. Powell's 27. I think. You know, over the next couple of years, if we bring in the right pieces, Gary Trent's going to make for a great role player on this team. You know, like a, a 
a great three-point shooter. That's what they need, right? They need guys like this who can shoot the three, yeah. who can open up the floor for guys like Siakam, Van Vliet to do what he does. Mm-hmm. And OG, you know, OG needs to become a little bit more assertive off the ball, but, you know, he's he's improved all across the board this year. So, again, this team over the next couple of years are going to be able to grow. Adding a guy like Gary Trent for someone like Powell, who wasn't going to re-sign in the offseason anyways, is only a... It's a great move for Messiah. It's a great move for the Raptors. Yeah. It's going to be fun to watch what this team can do. I know, like I said it before, they're going through a rough patch right now. Um, but good times are on the horizon, I think, for the Raptors. We had some other trades um, that happened around the NBA and some other moves that didn't happen around the NBA, like Andre Drummond, who didn't get traded because yeah. of his enormous contract. Yeah, but, we talked about this before, the enormous contract. That was that was yeah. probably the reason nobody wanted to take that on, right? But he inevitably, you knew he was going to either sign in, in Brooklyn or with the Lakers because it's a two-horse race at this point. I hate to say it, but you're right, Neil. Uh, so, you know, with, with the, with the Brooklyn Nets signing an aging Blake Griffin with declining skills and an aging LaMarcus LaMarcus Aldridge with declining skill, Andre Drummond inevitably signed with the Lakers who are going through some really, really intense injury problem right now. Yeah. Having trouble like stay afloat right now. They're having trouble winning games. Uh, but you know, that's a good signing for them. You know, we don't know how long uh, we know how long LeBron's going to be out. But we don't know how long Anthony Davis is going to be out with that. Um, I think it's an Achilles injury he has. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I know the timeline for LeBron right now is four to six weeks. I don't think it's going to take four to six weeks for LeBron to get back. I think with the amount of money he says he spends, like uh, I don't know, five million or something on his body every year. Um, I don't think it's going to take that long. Maybe I'm just speaking it into existence because I still have him on my fantasy team and playoffs are around the corner. But um, no, I don't think it's going to take that long for him to get back. Um, I think he's excited to be back now that, you know, they have a decent center. I feel bad. I honestly feel bad for Marcus Gasol in this, in, in all this, because, you know, his starting position was already in jeopardy. And now that with the signing of Andre Drummond, Marcus is just Marcus like, plays eighteen minutes a game. Like he'll be fine. He's still gonna get his eighteen minutes. Whether he comes off the bench or starts, it doesn't matter. I don't think he's an impact player. Past no. he, he doesn't have any impact past those eighteen minutes. Um, wacky inflatable arm guy, Marcus All. <laughs> he um, rose is, drinking. He's probably gonna retire at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. There was there. I remember there was talks earlier in the season that the Lakers were trying to bring back Pau Gasol. Did you see that? Really? Yeah. <laughs> and they were going to have them both play. I don't know if it was just like someone trying again to speak it into existence, but there were, I definitely got a Sportsnet notification about that. Um, but yeah, they, there were some other uh, trades and acquisitions and uh, fun stuff that happened at the trade deadline. Orlando Magic pretty much blew up their entire team. Yeah, they're they're going to rebuild. Um, it. They just kind of shipped everyone out. You know, Aaron Gordon got traded to Denver. Evan Fournier got traded to Boston. So these are these are great role guys on their respective teams now. But the one I'm most surprised about, Josh, is Nikola Vucevic traded. 
you know, who is, in my opinion, a top 10 player in the league right now. Very underrated. He comes to play every game. He got traded to Chicago. Chicago, who had the same record as the Raptors at the trade deadline, went out and traded for Vucevic. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, are, you, are you upset that the Raptors didn't get Vucevic? Is that what you're trying to say? I'm just saying that they had the same record as Chicago. And, they did. You know, the Raptors chose to go one way and the Bulls chose to go another. Yeah, I, yeah, like you said, he's he's been a top 10 player. I think, you know, they're... they're pieces that you should hold on to if you want to go through rebuild and I think that's what Orlando is obviously you know trying to do right now and I don't think Vucevic is one of those players that you want to get rid of for in a in a, a rebuild they're hanging out at Terrence Ross which for some reason I guess is their um their older player that they want to keep their senior player but um did you see his Twitter on trade deadline Terrence Ross no it was <laughs> every trade that was announced. He would post like a new meme about like someone crying or someone like freaking out or something like that. Terrence just, Ross would. Yeah, he like posted. Sometimes you can't cry. You just gotta laugh or something like that. Because like it's all of the, his teammates are just getting traded, and every time he looks at his phone, um, which is which is probably crazy to see as a. I as think a he, he himself would have been traded as well. If he wasn't injured, you yeah, know, he's he's been banged up most of the season, but you know he's a scorer off the bench. He is, in my opinion, what Lou Williams has been the last couple of years off the bench. Both of them have played for the Toronto Raptors. Uh, mm-hmm. I just wanted to talk one, uh, like before we move on here. Yep. About OKC mm-hmm. and like their draft picks. Do you do you have it up there? After the trades they made at this trade deadline, they now have. 17 first round picks and 17 second round picks over the next seven seasons. Really? That's 17 first round picks. 17 first round picks. Oh my God. I knew it was a lot, but I didn't think it was that much. They already have like a franchise cornerstone around Shea, the Canadian. Good old Canadian boy. They've got some young talent on that team. You know, that that's insane. You know, they've, They've dealt guys in the past, you know, they've they've dealt away their their big players. Let's not forget, you know, a couple of years ago they had Westbrook, Harden, and Durant all on that team. And yeah. they've, you know, they've made moves for these players and and got these picks from these players, right? So they almost won a championship with that team. Yeah. Yeah. And then blew it up. And now they're all well, two thirds of them are all together in Brooklyn. So Yeah. This team, OKC, I think, um, if they play this correctly, and if they don't, you know, fuck up in the draft or you know, fuck up at an, another trade deadline and give away some of these picks, I think this team is going to be scary good in the next like four or five years. This yeah. team is going to be in the NBA Finals. Calling it right now once on episode they, twelve. When, yeah, on episode twelve, once they draft and develop these players, they're going to be great. I'm excited. Um, yeah. Should we move on? Let's move on. A big thing that uh, has been happening in the uh, the NFL this offseason is the polarizing figure of Deshaun Watson. Yeah, it started out with Deshaun asking for a trade publicly and mm-hmm. refusing to start the season in Houston again. Now, it, started, it came out a few weeks ago. I think it started out with three different um, massage therapists within the Houston region coming out 
and filing lawsuits yep. against Watson for sexual misconduct. And that th- the three cases have now risen to 19 total lawsuits filed against Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. And one case is stating that Watson is erasing messages from Instagram. He's even going out and contacting those quote unquote, who's formally provided him massages in an attempt to settle uh, the cases against him. So again, like mo- I think like 95% of these women who have come forth are from the Houston region. Mm-hmm. I think one or two of them, he actually flown flew into Houston for massages or, Oh really? Yeah. I mean, majority of these cases against him are from women who have been working in massage parlors and giving him massages and he would kind of just you know force them into situations they they wouldn't be in i think that this entire situation is just so ironic and the timing of it all coming out now coming a few months after him publicly announcing that he wants out of houston i think there's more to it than just him saying you know i want out because his team sucks he definitely wants out for a reason and this is yeah. it's very quick for him to say that he wants out um and i think you're right i think him coming out and saying that he wants out is is just showing that he there is something more there and you know for all these women to come forward right now it's it's just letting us all know that this is the reason deshaun wants out is because he has done these things in the past and you know if you look I don't recommend it, but if you look on like the Instagram comments or the Twitter comments on these things, you'll see all these like Houston fans or this is actually the reason I don't know if I told you this, but um, one of our favorite um, accounts on Instagram is Ghetto Gronk. And that this is the reason I unfollowed them is because Ghetto Gronk, I found out, is a, a huge Houston fan, a huge Houston Texans fan. And as soon as, you know, these these women were coming forward and talking about um, what Deshaun actually did to them, um, he basically made fun of them. Mm-hmm. He basically said that this is, um, they're trying to, you know, destroy Deshaun Watts' name. And these women are all trash. These women are all sluts. Like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, all right, get this, get this fucking guy off my timeline. Because, mm-hmm. like, you, every case... Every woman that comes forward, you need to put on trial. You cannot ever just dismiss anything. You need to find out where this is coming from, find out who it's coming from specifically, and then put the case on trial. Give them a voice. Absolutely. And, you know, in the times that we're in, this is not something, you know, we're... we're, we're trying to breed a culture where we're allowing these women to have that voice and allowing these people to have that voice and encouraging them to come forward. Yeah, I mean, his attorney has said, you know, like that the cases that have come forth, the women that have come forth, his attorney said that his firm has strong evidence that, you know, the law, one, that at least one of the lawsuits is false and calls into question the legitimacy of other cases as well. So of, of course he's going to say I that. I just think this entire story like the timing of Deshaun wanting out of Houston is just very ironic to all of this 
coming out publicly now and um, and the lawsuits being filed. I think there, we're, we're probably going to see more and more to the story come out in the, in the coming weeks. Mm-hmm. We're probably going to get more truth come out. I just feel like with 19 cases, I mean, you have 19 There's, people. This is not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. I really hope, you know, like... I want to give Deshaun the benefit of the doubt, but you know, let's let's hope. How can you though? How can you at this point, right? We saw it go from three to nineteen in two weeks, and who knows if it's just nineteen? We're probably going to see nineteen more in the next coming weeks, right? So, mm-hmm. where we go from here, I don't know. I just want kind of wanted to to bring light to the fact how ironic it is that um, Deshaun no longer wants to wants to play in Houston and. Surely enough, a few weeks later, all of the news come to light. Yeah, it's... Um, Anyone that says they would willingly accept a trade to the New York Jets, you know there's something wrong with that. <laughs> you know there's yeah. more to that story. <laughs> yeah, anyone specifically, yeah. When he, yeah, I saw he put the Jets on his on his list of teams list, he would yeah. be traded to. And at that point, I was just like, all right. There's something up here. <laughs> there's something. I, I, didn't, I did not think it was going to come to this. By any means, but um, but yeah, this I think um, it's it, we're gonna see some things come to light. I think over the next coming weeks, but you know these this is not something that we need to take lightly by any means, and these are not something that we can just dismiss. I know Deshaun Watson came out and you know I think he posted like an Instagram post or something like that saying he's going to clear his name. He he uh he's not going to just like pay them out he's not going to buy them out because he knows it's not true he's going to he's going to fight it but you know the evidence is not in your favor but now there's Mr. now Watson. there's now there's news coming out saying that he is trying to settle with some of them well so yeah he is so what happened what directly. happened to Sean what happened yeah uh, you don't want to you don't want to clear your name anymore you just want to he's got to clear 19 names right so he's got a name yeah. for each case yeah uh so you ready to move on? Yeah, I'm ready to move on. All right, let's move on to a new segment here that we're going to introduce. It's going to be fantasy pickups of the week. So, the Josh, week. we're each Josh and I are each going to present a pickup of the week that we feel really strongly about in NHL and NBA because mm-hmm. those are two fantasy leagues most mm-hmm. prominent right now. Do you have one in mind to start us off? I have one in basketball that I would like to start us off with. And that is, we talked about him actually earlier in the episode. I think it's Kelly Olenek. Wow. I think he, you know, he just got traded to Houston. Houston um, has a lot of openings right now for players that can step up. And especially with Christian Wood, you know, coming back from injury, he's going to be rested. He's not going to play, be playing the same amount of minutes. Right now, Christian Wood is out with an illness. Um, that's what they're saying. Apparently, it's not COVID-related, nor is it related to the injury he had earlier on in the season. Um, but Kelly Linick is a a really decent big. And, you know, in Miami, you know, maybe his talents weren't being as used as they could be with you know Bam Adebayo um, taking over pretty much the starting role and Kelly Linick having to come on you know and play limited minutes. I think he has a lot of room to to do well in Houston. And we've seen it in just the first two games. So go pick up Kelly Olenek if, you, if you're if you in need of a big. All right, Kelly especially Olenek. With, especially with playoffs, yeah. Sticking with the NBA, I'll give you my NBA pickup of the week here as well. 
Uh, I, I'm going to go with a big as well. Mm-hmm. One coming out of OKC. His name is Moses. Moses Brown. Moses parting the Red Sea. Now, you, you might be a little late to the party here and picking him up. I'm seeing he's only 63% rostered in Yahoo mm-hmm. uh, Fantasy Leagues. But Moses Brown, they, they just announced that um, OKC is going to be shutting down the veteran Al Horford for the rest of the year. Yeah, that was a big blow. And they're going to give... Well, I mean, like they just want to see what they have in their younger players, which I would as well. They're going to give Moses Brown the lion's share of minutes here for the rest of the season. And, you know, what he's done over this last five games, I'm looking at stat lines like 13 points, 14 boards, mm-hmm. 19 points, 12 boards. He's averaging a double-double. He had a game against Boston on the 27th where he scored 21 points and grabbed 23 rebounds. That's huge. That's for a guy huge. For a guy sitting in your waiver wires right now. So, yeah. Did you pick him up? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's my pickup of the week. <laughs> uh, let's move on to hockey then. Um, I think my pickup is someone that I've had faith in for a long time. Not a lot of people have. I remember coming into this season, he was only rostered in maybe 10% of leagues, 10% of teams. Uh, but he is Vincent Trocek of the Carolina Hurricanes. Wow. Two years ago, he was playing for Florida, and he was lighting it up mm-hmm. and then he had the injury riddled season he didn't play that much this season but in the, in the few games that he has played i think he's played 20 to 25 games this season um he's at a point per game and as soon as he comes back he's going to be playing alongside sveshnikov he's 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 gonna do well and he's a center and i know centers are you know there's a lot of good centers in the league, but I think Vincent Trocek is someone that needs to be rostered on all teams. And he's only rostered in 73% of leagues right now. So That number's too low. That number's way too low. How how much is he rostered in? 73. I'll give you another guy who's rostered in 73% of Yahoo leagues. Let's hear it. His name, he goes by Pavel, and his name is Buknevich. <laughs> Buchnevich. Buchnevich. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it. Anyways, this guy is in on an absolute tear right now, and he is lighting it up, and like he is way under rostered at this point. Yeah, he's playing on a line right now with Ryan Strom and Mika Sabinajad, and we've seen some ridiculous stat lines from this line. Mm-hmm. Basically, any of these guys, if you can get your hands on any three of these players, they're tearing it up right now in New York. Um, Bushnevich is playing uh, over 20 minutes a game, which you want from a forward. So, again, if he's out there, go pick him up and reap the rewards. Absolutely. Thank me later. <laughs> you want to know something funny? Both of these players are on my fantasy team right now. It's almost like I gave you the advice earlier this season. It's season. almost <laughs> like you gave me the <laughs> advice. Hey, I've I've been on the Bushnevich train Buchnevich. for quite some time now. Uh, so those are our fantasy pickups of the week. My name uh, Pavel. <laughs> going forward, we're going to give you guys some more fantasy pickups so that you can win your leagues. All right, we got a a fun week coming up this week. Uh, next this time next week, we're going to talk about the start of the MLB season, which starts on the first with the Jays opening up the season. Let's with, go Blue Jays! Let's go! They did you know they finished spring training with the best uh, record? 
Did I'm you know not, that? I'm not surprised. You know now. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I've been Josh. He's been Neil. Have a good week, guys. <laughs> Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. <laughs>